my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. All right, guys, so I have a new pandemic uh, game that I like to play now. Uh, is it seasonal allergies or is it COVID? Who knows? That's my that's the game that I feel like everyone's been playing now I, lately. Now it makes sense. No, 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 sir. It's just, just more of like a the cherry on top of everything else right now. It's just, you know, you're sneezing, you're coughing. Is it because of the, the pollen? Is it because of the trees? Is it because of, you know, Mother Nature being a little bitch or is it because you know pandemic. it's because of beautiful beautiful weather here because you, you got the plague hawaii sir no <laughs> no in fact you look the the the, the hangout the zoom chat looks a little different today i gotta say i kind of i kind of look i'm it. wearing a hoodie <laughs> did you have one of those in storage too? that's the first sign folks that's, that's the, the first hint of that's where first. kev is now Yes. Yeah, I am not in Hawaii. You know, I'm, do you remember that where you go? Go on. No, you go. I'm not in Hawaii. I'm uh, I'm in the lovely state of New Jersey. Uh, I'm at a friend's lake house uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, the sandwich and I are sorting out the um, the uh, product archive and some other business things and. Uh, Mr. Monty and myself are also going to be working on a number of issues. So there's, there you go. That's what's, Ooh. that's what's happening there. Um, but more important than mm -hmm. my location Definitely. is the exciting guest joining us today. It's Jason Bienvenue. Hello. There he is. His garbled audio is, is there. So we're very happy to have you, Jason. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you uh, listeners will know the name Jason Bienvenue because you have definitely heard uh, of Animal Warriors of the Kingdom uh, on this program uh, because we talked about the three and three quarter or four inch. I don't know what anybody says anymore. It's got like an even split three and three quarter or four inch. I don't even know. But uh, I'm, I'm holding it up now for you Instagrams. You'll remember 
this, these fine figures that we talked about uh, a bit ago now, uh, right here on the program, Jason is the, the creator of uh, this uh, fabulous uh, line of characters and action figures and this whole universe. And we're, we're going to talk all about the little guys, the bigger guys, and what's coming down the pipe. So uh, by all means, stay tuned. Jason is going to sit in with us during the news today and uh, uh, chime in. And then in the second uh, segment tonight, we're going to talk all about uh, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. For so. sure. And it's it's a light news week again. You know, it's kind of like that little weird time of the year where yeah. uh, the news can kind of dip or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah. let's hit on our Patreon really quickly. Patreon.com slash TNG for just a buck. You can be part of our lovely Discord service, which I know when I was yep. busy at work, you guys were insanely busy chatting with everybody. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, for $3 a month, you get to show a day and a half early, usually. Instead, it's going to be going out to everyone pretty much tomorrow because we're doing everything late. And a sneak right. peek at this week's prep sheet. For $5 a month, you get the weekend bonus show. So, yeah. folks, what had happened is this week, uh, the what people... What happened was... Well, I'm telling you what's, what happened. Uh, the people upstairs and uh, the Geeks of TNG, like, CEO office, no requirements, to be on this program. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Starting tonight, I swear this time, uh, the education of young sandwich begins. I All right. I love how I go, bro. Do you need me to do the bonus show? And he says, I know. I got uh -uh. it. No, I, he doesn't need you. He's gonna do it himself. I heard him say it with my own ears. And you get some vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek stuff. And for ten oh. bucks, you get the show live on Instagram, where um. That's usually where the fun happens, folks. That's where, where it's a fun, hot mess today for certain. As always, so. as always. <laughs> uh, so listen, we don't have a whole hell of a lot to get through in the news. Uh, there's definitely one story I'm actually kind of very much looking forward to talk to Jason about uh, uh, as we wrap things up in the first half. So a little tease there. Uh, but the first thing oh. I want to hit on is the fact that we have uh, the new trailer from Netflix. Uh, the first Jupiter's Legacy trailer has dropped. Um, it, listen, I think it looks good. I'm a, I don't want to say I'm superheroed out. It's just that I, I'm not, uh, I don't have like the an attachment to Jupiter's legacy in the same capacity, uh, as so many other properties, uh, which, but I should mention actually it's coming out May 7th. So uh, a little right. less than a month. Um, and I'm not going to say, listen, I mean, it's behind Mark Millar and everything like that. So, I mean, quality, quality stuff there. The Malarverse um, begins. Yeah, yeah. And, and they bought the Netflix bought the rights for this what I think like maybe th four years ago. I don't remember exactly. Um, but honestly, watching it, w w I don't know why, and I don't have a good reason. For some reason, it made me think of like I want another Phantom movie or a show or something. Like that's the only thing I could really think about. <laughs> um, really. I don't know why, and I don't have a good connection for that. I mean, there was kind of like a flashbacky scene, uh, so that would you know that was it. Maybe that's the reason why. Um, right. But listen, I, 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 you know what the thing is? This may be one of those things where we play the the clip uh, about a month from now when I'm raving and acting like this is like the the second coming of Christ, and yeah. we're like, hey, remember when Monty was like, eh? 
here's the sound yeah. bite. Like that that's that's exactly what it could be at the same time. Um but at the same time, it's like, you know, cool. It's there, another it one. looks like a combination of the boys and uh invincible. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. It feels like such a combination of of stuff yeah. that we already have out, but you know, it's again it's just kind of my first take on it. And I'm the kind of person where all right, I saw the first trailer. I'm not gonna watch any anything else until the show comes out or a movie if it was the case. Um, so yeah, well, be pleasantly surprising. You know, it's funny enough, like I'm not much of a Netflix person. Like if I got rid of the service, I wouldn't miss it. I, I think the the last time like, I uh -huh. really watched something on there besides um Stranger Things was like this one cooking show the squeeze and I watched. But that was what it. about Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, oh, yes, Umbrella Academy. I forgot about Umbrella, my yeah. mistake. But yeah, that's it. I feel like there's a lot of other platforms that kind of, you know, do it for me on. Jason, did you happen to check out that trailer? You know, I didn't. The only thing that I that I saw recently was uh, Thunder Force and the uh, Army, the Army of the Zombies. I can't remember the Snyder Zombie movie. What oh, was that like called? World War Z or World of Army the of the Dead? Yes, I think that's Army of the it. Dead. Yeah, that looks yeah. fun. That yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see that one. Yet. That looks phenomenal. The, it looks really, really good. I'm excited about it. Uh, kind of a sucker for zombie movies. So, uh, and for Dave Batista. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, I saw him in person, and he's so much like bigger than like you think he would be. Like, <laughs> I mean. He looks big on screen, but he's like a giant in real life. <laughs> nice. I, I, you know, and I've kind of. Do you think he'll that. Batista bomb a zombie? Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Do you think he'll Batista a bomb a zombie in the in the uh, <laughs> like through a table? <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty <laughs> You know, I I will say this much: I'm much more looking forward to the zombie movie than I am for for this and. I've been kind of a little semi-zombied out, so that's I think that says a lot right there. Um, yeah, it's been a while I since I've the, watched uh, a zombie too. I can't remember the last time I saw a zombie. You know, the closest, I guess, are like Deadites from uh, Evil Dead Creep Show, but that doesn't really count. They're Deadites. What about, are you are you watching any Walking Dead? I, either, either of you, Jason or, or uh, Mr. Monty. Uh, I haven't watched since Glenn died. Honestly, wow, that's uh, a long time. <laughs> I did watch, yeah, yeah. I, I did watch the, the movie a lot, which is one on Netflix. It was pretty good. Or I'm still alive. I can't remember what exactly what it's called. Um, I, uh, oh, train to boot, train to... we lose you, Jason. Did we lose him? I'm here. Can, oh. I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can hear you. You're, we're just having trouble with your audio. That's all. But we'll work through it. Yeah. I have a, I have a horrible internet. No, it's all good. Unfortunately, it's all good. That's yeah, totally fine. Uh, let's move on to the next story. We have uh, a first look at Avengers Campus, which is opening at Disneyland Resorts uh, on June fourth. And uh, so they, they put out a video, they put out pictures. I'm just going to play the video. Of course, there's super loud. Um, I mean, it's a great little teaser video. It's a, it, they're great images. I mean, 
it's Disney. Like we shouldn't be surprised that these look so freaking magical and absolutely yeah. uh, outrageous. Everything I, looks like it was kind of semi plopped out of the films and onto the lots. It's unfortunate. Now, if I remember it correctly, the Guardians of the Galaxy was the old Tower of Terror, correct? Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it looks. It, it's also not going to be on the Avengers campus. It's kind of separate still, okay. unless they feel like moving the ride, which you really can't. <laughs> right, whatever. Um, you know, before long, uh, Mr. Mayhem. Uh, Sandwich will probably get the opportunity to go there and not ask us if we want him to bring anything back. You know, it's funny. My entire family is going to Disney next week, except me. So that's called karma. Are you asking them to grab something for us? No, I'm not asking for me. Why would I ask for you? Yeah. Why would you? (laughs) No, no. You're right. Why would you ask? If, if I'm going to ask my family to buy you guys stuff. If I'm not, respectfully. If I'm, I could give you the money. What makes you think yeah. I can't forward you the money? If I was driving past Home Depot and you needed me to get something for you at Home Depot, I would do it. If I had to go to Guitar Center for something and you needed me to get a pop, uh, a pop filter for your pop microphone, yeah, there you go. I will do that. Mm, didn't I? Didn't I? Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Okay. That's I different. Bet if, if That's not the same. Filter. You cannot compare a guitar set. You can't get to compare guitar center to Disneyland. That's not the same thing. It's, <laughs> one is a multi-billion-dollar amusement park. The other one is run by a bunch of seventeen-year-olds who like instruments. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I guess Let's I shouldn't tell on. you my mother works there. All right. Cool. Let's go on to the next story real quick. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> there um, goes our guitar center sponsorship. <laughs> um, so there's going to be some new rides set for. This is really more of a reminder for something else. But uh, for those, because uh, we have a lot of people who uh, listen overseas, uh, Ghostbusters and Jumanji rides are going to be set for the Columbia Pictures Aquaverse Park. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not very uh, amusement park central. I think, Dom, maybe you are a little bit more than me for sure. Aquaverse? Aquaverse, yeah. I'll be honest. Not one of those things I was even aware of. Um, so Why Aquaverse? I don't, Aquaverse Park. So Why Aquaverse? Because they're, they're water parks. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, you know, for, and there, there's some pretty diehard fans for those, especially for Ghostbusters. So just something maybe to put on your your if you're an international traveler and you like those properties, something to just kind of put on your radar because that kind of flew uh, under you know that I didn't really I wasn't really aware of that. Mister Mayhem, do you know where the where it is? Uh, I know. I will be able to tell you after I do this little thing called a uh, Google search, uh, and I do. I not- will say going back to the last story. I, I saw they're working on an animatronic Spider-Man that's supposed to swing through the Disneyland park. Yeah, they've been working on that for Somehow. a while. There's I saw actually, them working on it. There's some video of that on Disney Plus, actually, which is that's uh, going to be cool. Pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. Um, so, yeah, I have to read it, but uh, it'd be I'm cool not, to get a Thanos snap and half the people disappear. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where this is. Uh, the other thing I should probably also mention is we there was a video that dropped of uh, Ghostbusters. Um, I think it was at the earlier portion of this week. And I did not watch it. I will just say I hate the fact that we can't live in an age where, and I, this is my old man rant of the day, where it's so unfortunate that um, I can't just go into a movie and be surprised to watch something for the first time. Because on top of it, all I really want to do 
is just love this film beyond belief. And you know, you know, you're, we're seeing these little mini Stay Puffs uh, running around the supermarket or whatever. Like, it'd be great to just experience that first comfort serve, like you know, in a movie theater, not on social media, um, and everyone having the need to write it up. So I, I didn't even watch the video. I'm sure it's lovely, but uh, and everyone's Get over my line. and everyone's comparing it to Baby Group, but you know, and Yoda. But you know what? I just I just want to watch the film in and, and enjoy it for the first time. So that's all. There's my. Old man rant. That might be a uh, <laughs> bit of a bit that we should probably work on. Jason, um, uh, did you did you check out that video? Uh, I haven't. I, I saw the little uh, memes on social media, but I'm kind of in the boat where uh, I'm not really like seeking out trailers. If if I hear about something or kind of see it, I'll I'll be like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, the the, the only thing that I've been uh, really kind of jumping on if I see a trailer for it is the new Dune movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I love the book. And it, it, I mean, everything that I've seen in the trailer looks like it's actually like really faithful to the book, which is exciting. Yeah. And, and I, I like, well, I, I don't like, I love the director and the cinematographer. So yes. uh, kind of geeking out about that, but that's <laughs> about it. Do you know what I just found out, Jason? I don't know if did, did, I don't know that we've ever discussed this on the show. This is part one. Apparently, oh, oh. I, I, I knew it was part one because uh, I looked on IMDb and I, I saw there wasn't a listing for uh, for Fade Rabon. So yeah, I, I figured, okay, well he's uh, he, he's not in the movie, so he's, there's obviously going to be a sequel. You know. Fingers yeah. crossed. Which will be part two of the story. Yeah, I think they're committed to doing both parts. Um, I, I haven't heard anything about them filming or anything like that, but I would be stunned if they did the first half of this book and then just dropped it in the middle. That would be outrageous. <laughs> I think people would lose their mind. I mean, it all depends on it all depends on how it's gonna perform, you know. Right, right. True, true. Uh two I think it's gonna be a, a, a hit, but I do too. Big one. Mm -hmm. uh, two more things. One thing I just want to mention really quickly. Uh, one of my favorite shows slash movies will be coming back uh, starting tomorrow, Friday. Uh, the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. And he's going to have a special guest with Eli Roth, uh, oh. who's a big uh, uh, presence on Shudder. And I mention that because uh, I just, I heart Joe Bob Briggs. Um, he makes he makes me look like a, a, a short dude. Uh, and I'm six foot tall, so that's uh, that says a lot. And the guy is just crazy smart. Watch some of his outgoing stuff from his TNT days uh, on uh, YouTube, where you can watch some of his stuff. That he has some Shutter clips as well, or a lot of Shutter clips, I should say. But uh, worth putting. It's worth subscribing, honestly, to Shutter. I know Dom, like you're not much of a horror guy, but it's absolutely worth checking out Joe Bob and how he's watched, uh, how he commentates on some of these movies. It's it's, it's someone who actually you know. Who can who could be a critic and actually knows the material, which um, you know there aren't as many of those nowadays. It's kind of the other way around. So um, very true. We're checking out for sure. And something that I want to mention, I really actually want to talk to Jason about this next story because I'm kind of oh. curious on um, his oh, take. Boy, here we go. So um, <laughs> one of my favorite shows that I've mentioned ever ever is Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Uh, they have launched a big old Kickstarter because since they were not 
picked up by Netflix. Uh, they are putting out a campaign to try to put together a, um, not only is it a 12 episode season, it's a few kind of, uh, you know, if they hit all their goals, uh, they'll hit, put out some uh, little mini short film um, uh, critiquing, we'll call it, uh, and its own kind of platform uh, where they can try to, it's called Gizmoplex, to try and, um, you know, so people can access these things at any one time. And there's a few other odds and ends in terms of like um, rewards, uh, posters, you know, box sets, that kind of stuff at the same time. I can't um, believe Netflix didn't pick them up. I mean, that's just stunning. You know what? So in terms of the Netflix. Well, is, it the, is it the original guys, like the guys that are doing riff tracks or is it the the so the, it's the newer version that had like a season on Netflix already? So uh, it, it, going from some of the imagery, it looks like it's still going with some of the Netflix style, but it still has Joel um, who, you know, owns the whole, uh, we'll call it the universe, um, right. uh, put it together. And essentially it's kind of like they're using Kickstarter to, uh, you know, uh, avoid the middleman per se. So the creators in terms of Mystery Science Theater are going directly to the fans to put out this material. So they are right now, they hit their goal almost instantly. Uh, right now, it's just their stretch goal. So right now, they're at $2.8 million, um, just shy of 16,000 backers. No! With, with, um, <laughs> with 22 days left to go. Uh, to go. Yeah. Uh, they're getting close to Jason's numbers. Yeah. Uh, and their ultimate goal, it looks right. like, is five point five million dollars. <laughs> so, Jason, my first thought, my first question to you on, on this is, um, because I'm a little mixed. I I personally think it's okay uh, for something like Mystery Science Theater because it was such a, a you know a original group of guys who kind of put this idea together. Um, you know, they the, it's a show that needs writers to be able to put out a product, let alone kind of go the route that they're going because it's kind of ambitious. So when you see something like Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Kickstarter, someone like you who's put, who is who's simultaneously working on a Kickstarter, to, agreeably totally different. What and, is is, your, and has had a successful Kickstarter already. Oh, hold on, Kevin. It, it's not just ex, it's a successful. It's been on the front page of their, their damn website. You will see the Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. On Kickstarter.com. Yes, sir. You see it. Whenever I go to Kickstarter.com, it's one of the top three recommended um, um, campaigns for me to be a part of. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. What's your what's your take on something like this? Um, so as a creator, I think it's kind of a gray area. Um I don't necessarily feel like they need to go that route, but uh, the way Kickstarter works is it's such a great promotional tool. Normally, whenever we look at the news cycle, we kind of talk about it being a 24-hour new, news cycle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a, a product comes out and it gets coverage. And then, you know, four days after that, it's, it's gone. It's out of the kind of the public view, you know. And Kickstarter usually lasts about 30 to 40 days. So in that scenario, you're constantly able to post updates like, oh, hey, we made this, we unlocked a stretch goal or, 
we're unveiling this thing. So it's very cool and, and tempting for, you know, small and big companies to want to take advantage of having access to that, like constant news cycle, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a gray area. I feel like they don't necessarily need to do it, but I understand why they would want to. Does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. I mean, I'll admit that uh, I found out about Kickstarter um, and, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but uh, I believe it was Zach Braff was using it for funding for one, a movie of his to try to make it more of an independent big feature. But the way I found out about his movie is how I found out about Kickstarter. And it was almost like a, a gateway drug to like, oh, I can back comic books and board games and some other stuff. So there's always that one person who's going to learn about Kickstarter. Uh, so I always kind of look at it in that light. Um, right. Yeah. So, but again, from a creator standpoint, there's so much. Great- yeah. So I, I, I'm, okay, I'm kind of okay with, I, I still hope they hit all their goals and everything. I don't think it's going to really take away for, uh, anything else again personal opinion um but i think again i think it gives the opportunity where it will allow somebody else to oh let me see what else is on this website oh that has cool artwork let me back that toy or that you know dev- book or book. comic or music you know whatever. S- stuff in our genre yeah mm-hmm. so oh, uh, absolutely yeah, and, and again, I, I, to me, it's also one of my favorite shows from the '90s. So uh, take that, take that as you will, um, at the exact same time. Um, Big Kev, I, I know we have a lot to talk with uh, our lovely guest for the second half. So why don't we uh, wrap things up and go to break, sir? And with that, Mister Mayhem, Mister Sandwich, and our guest, Mister Bienvenue, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 632, the one we're calling, appropriately, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. After these messages, we'll be right back. Monty, Sandwich, we need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we can use our more seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, he- here. Let's try these lines in our most seductive voices. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Monty, are you sure this is safe? 
This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place, and it has something for everybody. But, but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff, and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is... Pretty stellar and pretty creative, I'll be honest. They have a wide range in stock. It could be hot toys, prop replicas, statues. They got you, man. These clothes are something else, too. Is that real blood on that shirt? Not on all of them, but they got hoodies, shirts, beanies. They even have stuff with Herman Munster, Dracula, and Red from that 70s show. Wow, dude, these handmade items are awesome. This heart's still beating. All right, put that back where you found it, okay? But the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store. They have paintings, masks, dolls, and of course, prints. You gotta have prints on your wall. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now, um, and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by Dark Interiors? The what? Zoinks! You better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Joe Bob Briggs, the world's greatest drive-in movie critic. Or actually, the world's only drive-in movie critic. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, the Lake House Studios, and the Bienvenue Compound, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, 
Here from our amazing sponsor, buildxwing.com. This model is in one eighteenth scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. Am I that robotic that you keep smiling? No. Fine, go on. <laughs> Do the read. The S-foils open into an attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you, you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get one 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing yams. I'll send this to Monty later. I'll keep talking. Fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. Should I keep going? Yeah, this is staying in there. Go. It's hysterical. You might as well finish. I'm not editing this. When you sign up for your subscription each month, this happens every week. I don't know why. I think there's a mouse running my internet like on a wheel. Anyways, each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full color magazines featuring your sessions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may see models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com, or you can reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today, folks. You know, the <laughs> recorded version of that that you do tonight in order to cover up for the one that you just did had better have that level of enthusiasm <laughs> is all I'm saying. I'm just saying that might have been the best one, the best read you've ever had uh, uh, there, Dom. And I would like to also point out our other sponsor of the show, the Graveyard Gallery over at 21 Main Street in Butler, uh, New Jersey. As I mentioned before, I was talking about Deadites, a little Evil Dead, a little Army of Darkness. Uh, they are a lovely horror boutique specialty store. Um, listen, guys, we're halfway to Halloween already. Get, Don't say that. You got Dom. First, we got to get through the lovely time that is known as uh, allergy season hell. And there's nothing wrong with just kind of, you know, thinking about that on the back burner. Let's be honest. Uh, uh, Big Kev at his uh, uh, Lake Shore house. Uh, might have uh, Jason Voorhees knocking on the door uh, at any moment. So that's something that he Terrific. now, that's something that now he needs uh, uh, going to bed at night. But uh, if you want Jason Voorhees, even you can just go to the Graveyard Gallery 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey, who have tons of great stuff over there. Uh, go tell them uh, that Monty from Geeks of TNG sent you and uh, you'll get uh, some stickers, maybe even a high five. Uh, as, hey, as hey Monty, yes. we have to go. I'm in town. We, we we do, sir. We do. No argument there. Yeah, a lot of people I gotta take over there now too. So it's just oh uh, oh I see. Swell. Oh well, now I'm just I'm just one of a bunch of people that you gotta take over there. Oh, no, my nice. my father wants to go. So oh, that's, 
Oh, sure, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you rank a little bit underneath Just that. Saying. There, okay. Clearly, I didn't get a motorcycle. My birthday's tomorrow. Just saying. That's the how route we're going to go. That's the route we're going to go down. That's the route. Okay. Okay. Kev, how old are you going to be this year? Thirty-eight. Proud of you. As far as you know, uh, I, I know. Okay. That's I know. Dom, Dom, it's not very polite, sir. It's not very polite. 37. He doesn't care about being polite. I said 37. Uh, in a row? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so on that lovely note, let's uh, try to somehow segue that joke off of uh, what we're really here for today, uh, and that is the Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. Which uh, I'm I'm pretty psyched that we're having this conversation right now, Big Kev. Okay, so let's let's start out. So Jason's joining us, Jason Bienvenue, creator of Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. Jason, can you tell us where did Animal Warriors of the Kingdom start? Did it start as a like an illustrated, like a comic, or where where did this come from? And then we'll 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 get to where it went and where it is and where it's going. Right. So yeah, it it actually started as a uh, a little comic book that I was just sitting in my living room and thought, you know what, it might be kind of fun to write a comic book. And then then I started thinking, well, what am I going to write this comic book about? And at the time, I was doing graphic design work, and at the end of every week, I would clean out all the little doodles and stuff that I had all over my desk. And one week, uh, I had a bunch of uh, anthro anthropomorphic anthropomorphic human looking animal people yeah that that and i thought (laughs) okay that's it that's what i want to do and uh i started working on the the comic and it it i finished the first issue and then i thought you know what let me do a kickstart and see if i can't get this printed and so that wound up being my first kickstarter it was the the comic book for this and then uh it all kind of just snowballed from there and so how many issues of the comic did now you independently produced this book uh how many issues did you produce so uh i did six issues that's in a, a trade paperback form and then i had almost completed another four which would have been another another uh the second story arc but uh, I decided to reboot it. And uh, the reason I decided to reboot it was because we were going to start working on the six inch scale and we kind of redesigned the figures and I Wait, figured now, it'd be like a nice fresh ahead. start. And... Don't, don't get ahead, Jason. Okay. Because we, we, we got to talk, we got to talk about, we got to talk about my, my four inch buddies here because what you then okay. did was, um, after your, uh, after your success, um, what made you then go, you know what, we should do action figures because let me tell you, Jason, and you know, this is true. And, and I've said, I said this since day one of the kicks of the Kickstarter for the figures. I said, it takes a lot of guts for an independent guy to try and do action figures in this day and age. And to do them with multiple points of articulation and cool packaging and the whole works. And you, and you did it. 
So where, where did the motivation to throw yourself into the deep end, if you will, on action figures, where did that come from? So uh, whenever I was doing the character design for the books, I thought a lot about uh, how masses of the universe, the, the cartoon had very kind of simple, but powerful color palettes and, and color themes and, uh, you know, simple, but very recognizable silhouettes for each character. And so whenever I was creating my characters, I tried to use that same thing where, okay, could this be a toy? Would these colors look good together? So I had already kind of done the groundwork from actually making something that would lend itself to an action figure version. And uh, I think if I really thought about it too much and how difficult it was going to be, I would have probably got a little nervous and maybe not followed through with it. But knowing myself, I probably would have done it anyway. But uh, I really think taking on some kind of task that's this intense and long term, it's good to break it up into baby steps or, or small goals that you can kind of see yourself making progress over right. over shorter periods of time instead of trying to complete the whole project you know when you say oh hey this is going to take 15 months that's a lot that's a long grind as opposed to okay let me get you know character designs for these three characters done in you know three weeks you've, you've said oh wow look i've made this progress you know so right. i feel like if you do it in that type of a that type of strategy it really helps you uh kind of grind through those long-term projects now now jason is spiro uh spiro who is the company puts this out is that you that is me yes right so i I have i have a partner as well but uh he's a silent uh my business partner is a silent business partner i see but what i was gonna say was where do you even like you're 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 obviously a creative guy and anybody that has seen jason's artwork and if you haven't go to jason's social media go to animal warriors of the kingdom uh, on facebook and other social medias go find it because his artwork i mean with respect sir your artwork is is really tremendous mm-hmm. and uh well, and you. i mean some of the some of the newer artwork is actually uh it's not all me it's uh you know, I'm the art director, but we also have uh, additional sculptors and 2D artists. And some of the some of the most recent 2D stuff is actually by uh, an artist named Yutoma. And I try to tag everyone in all the posts that we do on Instagram in case you want to follow him and check him out. But uh, right, our sculptors, you know, Arlen does amazing work for Marvel and Dan. I'm not Marvel. I'm sorry for Hasbro and. And Dan works for Hasbro and, uh, you know, Fabino does work for McFarland. So, you know, we have a ton of a really talented team that does amazing work. And, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of creators don't realize whenever they do this type of stuff is it doesn't matter that you're brand new or that you're not, you know, a giant company. Fans are still going to compare your stuff to those giant companies. So it's best that you like, really bring your a game and make sure that your stuff's going to stand up next to those big ips and those big companies and i mean that's a very big challenge in itself and uh you know just seeing our stuff or my stuff 
you know, alongside these other fantastic characters and companies and, and action figures is, it's kind of one of those things that you like check off on your bucket list. You never really expect it to happen, but kind of seeing that come to fruition is just, it's unreal and it's super gratifying and exciting. Well, what I want to ask you though, Jason is you've created this comic where, where, where do you, you decide to make toys, I guess, or give it a shot. Where do you even begin? Do you find a sculptor? Do you sculpt them? Do you like, do you find a, a um, do you find a, a, I presume a factory in Japan who will produce them or in China rather who will produce them for you? Like, what, what did that process look like for you? Because like, with respect, you're a guy, like I'm a guy. So like, how, how on Ooh. earth do you get to the point where you're creating? Now, I, I understand the financing end of it, Kickstarter and so on. But where, where do you, how do you get to the point where you're creating just these incredibly designed, incredibly well-executed action figures your first time out? That's where I'm at. So I think a lot of listeners are going to want to think, oh, you can just go on to Lincoln and look for sculptors and 2D artists. And the real answer is that it's very organic and genuine. And you, you make real friendships with these people. We're all actual friends, you know, and we've been friends for years. And uh, we weren't always working on this project. We just happen to enjoy each other's work and you know genuinely have stuff in common and so then whenever we decided to start working together it felt very natural and we all kind of understand our our design language you know like uh I, i think people that don't necessarily know me can see that i have a distinctive color palette uh yes one of my friends says it's it's almost like a 70s air color palette. So I think that's kind of my signature where, you know, when you look at our stuff and you see those paint masters, you're like, oh, that's Jason's color palette, you know. I'm holding up. I'm holding a, uh, up a couple of the uh, the three and three quarters for our guys uh, on Instagram. Instagram to check out. Um, although most do you have any of the deluxe that you're holding up? I have um, the ones I'm holding up currently, I think are from the first series. Uh, oh, wow. You got the original old school. Okay. Yeah. Those are the, the neon colored one, the neon colored one. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's interesting about that is whenever we sent off our paint masters, I had this book that every Every toy factory and design factory or design studio should have. I know this. It's called a Pantone color book. Yes. So that if, if, if you see a, a gray and you're like, oh, I want this color gray and someone might be colorblind, but they're mixing colors, they'll see the, the numbers and right. they'll use those numbers to mix it and get the correct colors. Well, unbeknownst to us, they, the factory had an old ass Pantone color book that was like five years out of date. And over time they changed their mixtures and whatnot. So all the colors that I sent <laughs> were way more muted than what that original first wave came out as, you know? Right. And, I mean, they're fun. They have that like kind of neon 90s feel, but it's not what I intended. 
So uh, the, everything going forward was actually like the actual colors that I wanted, you know, but uh, yeah. it, it, I was still happy with them. It just wasn't what I had envisioned. And you, so you, so you start sculpting, you, you hit Kickstarter for now the second time, your first time with action figures. And for the, for the maybe two or three people who don't know, how, how well did you do on the figures, the first set of figures, the, uh, the four inch? So, okay, so this is, this is interesting. So the, the first time I tried to do the figures, it failed. We, we were asking for 55,000 and we got about 35. Right. So it obviously that was pretty short. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was like really bummed out and, and, you know, really took the wind out of my sails for about three weeks. And then I thought, you know, let me take this opportunity to listen to all the critiques and what the fans and people that, you know, were interested in it wanted to see. Right. And so I basically gave myself a year to, to a go and fix all that stuff and B learn how to advertise on social media. And, uh, you know, failing that first time was actually super, uh, it just like take, it, it took so much pressure off of my shoulders because, the worst had already happened. So I was kind of free to give it another try and have as much fun as possible with it. Right. And uh, I'm so much, I'm so happy that it worked out the way it did. Cause I feel like the first ones that we tried to do were neat and kind of charming in their own way. But what actually came out, uh, you know, what came stuck. out to fruition were really cool characters that can really, stand with you know gi joe and boss fight figures and mm -hmm. you know other stuff in your collection they're right at home with that so i really think it was for the best agreed and how many and roughly or you probably know the answer how many figures in that successful second kickstarter for the four inch figures how many characters did you end up producing listen to this nick uh, we, we we did 10, 10 characters for that wave. And then uh, then whenever we did the deluxe one, we did another, let me see here. We did now, eight deluxe. Now the deluxe another, ones. Another nine, basically. Right. So we're not, we're not, I'm just talking about the first, not the deluxe ones, Jason, just the first batch. Right. The, the very first batch, we did 10 10 distinct characters. Right. But the, the part that I want to mention is that you have a bunch of army builders in there too. So you have different heads and so on and so forth. Right, exactly. So each, each toy that you purchase comes with removable armor and they come with two additional, well, they come with one additional head. So you can really make, two different characters if you want and my reasoning behind that was you know i love toys i'm a toy collector and uh if you want an army build it kind of it kind of gives your your army its own little bit of a distinction you know like even though they're oh, all yeah. in the same army they kind of have like a, gen, a lieutenant and then you know uh enlisted officers and stuff like that so yeah uh, it's, it's yeah brilliant. i wanted to kind of add as much bang buck in, in each package as i could 
So, so what you're getting is you're, you're getting sort of a, a, you know, like a leader or officer or a very specific character. Like the one I have here is a Treyu. Right. Right. And then a Treyu's, uh, a Treyu's peeps, uh, uh, you know, are kind of wearing similar gear to him, but you have a different head, a more generic soldier kind of head. And so you're able to right. build out the army, different weapons. You can put this piece of armor on or not and so on. I just think it's brilliant. I just think, uh, you know, it was such a wonderful thing. So now you're successful with the, the, the second Kickstarter for the four inch, you're successful. You have 10 figures out, all kinds of swappable heads and parts and weapons and armors and things, which is just groundbreaking, especially with all due respect for an independent production to have all that versatility is phenomenal. But now, thank you. Uh, you're welcome, sir. And now, but now, you decide, well, not decide, but you have the characters already in mind, but now you're going to do a deluxe wave. So these are characters who are still that four-inch scale, but larger characters. Uh, you know, in terms of um, uh, animals, let's say, um, uh, you did monkeys and now you're doing apes. Right, we're doing gorillas and... You know, that, that idea came about from, uh, I guess, when, whenever I was, you know, collecting Ninja Turtles, that, that 2012 line had fantastic character designs. But I noticed that the characters that were big in the cartoon were sometimes the same size as the turtles and in some cases even smaller. So I decided that, you know, I thought it would be cool to have them actually represent the size they were in the comic as opposed to being you know just the same height or, or shorter mm -hmm. and uh i had kind of gotten out of gi joe at the time but i remember you know going back and looking they had some of those bigger figures there were a uh, toxic viper and i think there was like an alien or whatnot but they were yeah. basically like a beefier version of the the three and three quarter inch scale joes mm -hmm. and i just thought that idea was really cool and be really fun to bring that into the modern era you know so that's what made me really want to kind of follow up with those deluxe figures and i feel like even if you're not you know collecting those animal themed figures it would be a great figure that for someone that might want to be you know like a dr mindbender experiment or, or something like that you know yeah totally and and again and so and so correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, you go back to Kickstarter for now a fourth time to do these still four inch scale, but larger characters. Right. So that was the deluxe line. Yes. Right. And how do you do that? You know, um, I can't remember if we made as much as we did last time. I don't know. I don't think we actually made as much as we did on the, the first one, mm -hmm. but we weren't offered many characters. We were offering six characters at the time and we wound up producing a total of eight through backer kit. Right. But, uh, they wound up being, you know, more popular than the, than the four, than the four inch or the, or the smaller, the same scale, but the, the tinier versions, you know, right. Uh, we found that they've been character. a lot more popular. They're, 
they're selling like hotcakes ever since we got them in and we haven't even taken them off of pre-order on the website. We haven't changed it from pre-order to order because honestly, we've just been so overwhelmed with people ordering them. You know, it's kind of hard to keep up. So I, I decided not to move it from pre-order into order until after the Kickstarter we're running right now is over. So it's not, you know, too much on my plate. Right. Okay. So now you have a four inch scale line. You've successfully kickstarted it after two attempts. You go back to Kickstarter for the fourth time. If we're counting the comic, you go back for the fourth time to do the deluxe figures, the deluxe, the larger characters in the four inch scale. And then what on earth prompts you to then say, you know what? Let's throw it against the wall. Let's do them in six inch. So you now you have a successful four inch line. You have some larger characters, but now you decide I want in six inch as well. Where, where does that come from? Because that is, uh, I mean, with respect, Jason, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt here, but that is, that's just a ballsy move. You, you're riding successful four inch wave and you're like, we're just going to go six inch. Well, I, I, I'm not on video, but I do carry around a wheelbarrow with me just for that situation. So you know that. Uh, but seriously, what made me decide to do the six inch line actually had, there was an actual specific moment. But before I go into that, I will say that about two or three months before I made that decision, I started buying Star Wars Black Series uh, and there was a lot of clearance stuff on Big Bad Toy Store that I figured I'd kind of dip my toe in and see what I felt about that scale. Uh-oh. And uh, the next thing I knew, I had this, you know, pretty decent, you know, 30 figures of Star Wars Black Series. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to dig this six inch scale, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And then <laughs> I, I buy one or two Marvel Legends figures and I'm, I'm liking these Marvel Legends <laughs> figures. And all of a sudden I've got you know, 20 or 30 Marvel Legend figures. Yep, right and, down the um, rabbit hole. And I'm starting to really kind of come around to these six-inch type things. You know, these these figures are pretty cool. And so this is kind of going, you know, kind of working into my subconscious. And while I'm preparing for our 2020 Toy Fair debut in Dallas, Texas, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a, there's a Dallas Toy Fair as well as the New York Toy Fair. And... Um, about a month before the toy fair happened, they called me and told me that the event was going to get canceled because of COVID-19. Yeah. So at that point I was, you know, I was in the car. I mean, I hadn't, I wasn't driving. I was sitting in the parking lot when I took the call and uh, you know, I kind of took a deep breath and I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do the six inch line. We're going to work on this and see what happens. And, and what's kind of crazy is we were still in production for the deluxe figures. We hadn't got them in yet. And so then uh, I kind of, you know, I was already friends with Arlen for, you know, for years now. And I told him, I was like, man, I'm thinking, thinking we're going to do the six inch thing. And, and you Toma and I had, you know, we were already talking about uh, rebooting the comic book. Right. And it kind of just all took off from there. That was like the, that was the, uh, the pinnacle moment where I was like, okay, we're doing this. And, and, and we just went to town, went, start working. Nice. 
And then, uh, so, so, you know, uh, and Mr. Monty can, uh, can, uh, I think maybe give us some details on that Kickstarter, where they're at, where, where they want to be and, uh, uh, so forth. So as of Thursday night, uh, we have seven days left to go on this project here. Uh, we, Jason, uh, the <laughs> a goal originally was for $99,000. It is sitting at a nice and hefty $202,000. Excuse me, $202,525,000 and has 762 backers uh, with, like I said, about a, a week to go left in this project. So it's, uh, you done good, kid. You done good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's it's definitely exceeded my expectations. You know, I uh, whenever I launched the Kickstarter, this was the first Kickstarter, honestly, that I, I had no doubt that we would make gold. Hmm. But I expected it to be in the third week of the Kickstarter, not the first week of the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So whenever it, it whenever it made goal on the you know on the following Friday that we launched it, I was like, whoa, something's going <laughs> on on here, you know. So uh, did, did, you, and, did you and plan? I have been scrambling to keep up with what's that? I'm sorry. I, I think you were about to answer my question. I was gonna say, did you plan like stretch goals to cover this kind of success? You know, I, I planned them out on paper, so I had a roadmap. But like, honestly, like right before we started doing the show, I just pulled a, a stretch goal off that you know we're about five thousand away. Which, according to this, you know, our progress, I'm guessing that's like three days. You know, I've got three days to get this painted and and photographed and and shown. I'm actually trying to do it tonight and to post tomorrow so that people can see it over the weekend. But uh, it's just been, you know, a breakneck pace trying to just keep up with the, our amazing fans that have been, you know, just pushing past uh, stretch goal after stretch goal. We're, we're, we're coming up on our 10th stretch goal that we've, you know, just smashed through. And uh, it's, it's a huge honor. And it's, I mean, it feels very surreal to tell you the truth. That's, that's amazing. And so... Um... So now you're going to go into production on the six inch line because obviously we know at this point it's going to fund <laughs> and, uh, but you still have a week to go. So clearly you're probably going to hit another stretch goal. Maybe, maybe a couple, I imagine our boy, the sandwich uh, will get involved in this one. This seems right up his alley. Is he actually back with us? I know we lost him for a bit. I'm here. So, I've been <laughs> You've earned it. Get yourself something nice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's the worst endorse. That's the best worst endorsement I've ever. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> Did, uh, all right. So, so Jason, is it okay that we? Um, and you can say no. Can we talk about where? Where do we go from here? Are we looking at six inch deluxe? Are you gonna um, are are you gonna press uh, are you gonna press it on even further and go uh, one sixth scale hot toys style animal warriors of the kingdom uh, at some point? What where, where's the where's the road leading? So uh, with this Kickstarter, what we initially offered was Wave One of the Primal series, which is our six inch scale. So far, we've basically, with stretch goals, we've basically unlocked wave one and two, which is awesome and very exciting. 
Um, our big stretch goal, our final stretch goal is actually Thane, who is one of the deluxe figures from our, you know, three and three quarter inch line. And I'm going to show him off on Monday for everyone to take a look at. It's just going to be a digital render, but it looks badass, and I'm very excited <laughs> about it. Uh, we're calling that our Savage class. It's still a six inch figure, but, you know, just because he's so big, it's, he's probably about seven and a half inches tall, you know, and he's right. very wide. You know, he's a big, beefy boy. So uh, we're going to show that off on Monday. And uh, we've already just started designing wave uh, characters from wave three and four. Uh, those obviously won't go into production until, you know, probably right before the other wave, the you know, waves one and two were delivered we'll probably start working on the tooling molds for those uh, as they're wrapping up, you know, production on those first two waves. So will, that's what we're doing with the uh, six inch line. Will they uh, be, with the three and three hit, quarter inch line. When you hit waves three and four, sorry to interrupt. When you hit waves three and four in the six inch line, are we talking like, del like the deluxe characters from the four inch line? Uh. What I'll probably do is I'll stagger the uh, Savage class. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there'll probably be every other wave just because Got it. Uh, I only plan on, I plan on releasing each wave as four figures. Ah. And uh, I, I don't want to take up too many slots with those deluxe figures. You know, I want to kind of have them as like, you know, grail pieces for collectors and nice kind of keep everyone chasing that carrot. You know, like I want that rhino or I want that gorilla or, you know, I want that big crocodile, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it also allows us to get, you know, female figures and bird figures and uh, rabbit figures, as well as like the other stuff that we've already kind of shown off, you know, so it lets us, uh, it lets us still release those figures, but they, I want them to feel a little bit more special and kind of sought after. So it'll be kind of an every other wave type of uh, release schedule. Nice. And then what, what, what happens? So uh, you started mentioning it and I cut you off. What happens with the four inch scale? Is there more plans for that? So for the, for the so the four inch scale, what I'd ideally like to do is, uh, Whenever we release a new character, we'll release that character in a six-inch format and a four-inch format. Right. So, uh, you know, whenever we have our wave, our wave three characters, you'll get those in both four-inch and six-inch. I don't know if uh, if that's going to be practical from you know a, a factory standpoint, but that's what I would like to see happen. Got it. And then what, what about, what about after that? One sixth, one sixth scale, a tray you produced by hot toys. I don't ever plan on releasing, you know, I don't ever plan on releasing anything in that scale personally. Like if, if they would license it, I would not say no. Um, <laughs> but I feel like those, those are, you know, borderline uh, art pieces. They're not necessarily toys. Uh, I think one of the one of the one of the core missions of the company is for adult collectors to discover and share a new IP with their children and nephews and nieces, you know. Right. So uh, I want them to be able to bang these things together without 
people going gasping and like oh, not the paint you know like i, I want something that's you know like a marvel legends or you know a gi right. joe classified that if they kind of get roughed up a little bit it's, it's not the end of the world you know right okay i get it so now i will say i i will say that i want to leverage the success of the toy line in order to pitch to you know someone like an amazon or a netflix or was, someone that might be interested in producing a cartoon that would you know promote the toy line and vice versa i was just about to get into this because you know you know i, I don't get got very often jason uh especially <laughs> not on april fool's day <laughs> i know what's coming up I rarely get got. It's rare. That was a good one, right? Yeah, but Jason Jason uh, put out uh, a, a post on April Fool's Day stating that you had been picked up by who? Amazon? Amazon Prime, baby. Yeah, <laughs> for, for an animated series. And I literally, I literally called... Mr. Monty and I said, "Oh, we got to get Jason on because if we don't get him now, the moment that cartoon hits, we're never going to get him." I don't think you realized it till we started recording the show. Right. We did, yeah. We were li- we Jason. We were literally recording the show where we g- were going to announce that Animal Warriors of the Kingdom, which we've <laughs> talked about a bunch on the show, had been picked up for an animated series by Amazon Prime. If it wasn't for the fact I mentioned it was April Fool's off the top and how much I hated it. Yeah, it's, that's what that's kind of like clicked that's in. That's the for only you. thing. You know what? I, I almost feel like I almost feel like I shouldn't have said it was an April Fool's just to kind of get people trending it, you know, and just <laughs> to kind of get Amazon's attention so that they can be like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And I'd be like, "Hey, baby, how y'all doing? <laughs> Let, let's let's talk for a second, you know. Let let's let's all kind of calm down and and talk this over. How you know, we might, everyone's already got here. these expectations set." Yeah, we, we can't y'all we can't be we, we can't make y'all look like y'all don't know what y'all doing. Let's let's get this thing into production and, and smooth this all over. That was my That's southern so gentleman funny. accent. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's almost like you're from the south. Crazy. You know what? I didn't realize that I said dat instead of that. That until I did my first Kickstarter video, I was like, oh, no, I've got a Cajun accent. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we've we've covered the ground. Um, the comic's going to get rebooted. Is that going to go via Kickstarter? Are you going to produce it yourself or are you going to uh, what's what's going to happen there? Have you talked to anybody about that? So the first. Uh, OK, so this is cool. Uh, I submitted to, you know, my ideal publishers and this is the first time I ever got rejection letters, which is cool. Cause I mean, I, I know that they actually looked at it, you know? Um, so that's off the table right now, but I already have them built into this current Kickstarter. So right off the bat, you know, issue one was one of the, uh, rewards, you know, the smallest reward that we have a digital and then a physical right. version. Right. Um, we unlocked issue, we unlocked issue two as a stretch goal. I think it was either, I think it was last Thursday, and then we have issue three and four later on in in the uh, in the higher up stretch goal levels. And so there you have it, guys. Jason Bienvenu's 
Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. Oh, he didn't bill it that way, though, did he? It's just Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. You don't have to stick the Jason Bienvenue in the front of it. Um, but an absolutely excellent independent uh, comic book toy line in two scales um, done on Kickstarter, uh, uh, promoted, financed all by fans and uh, all created by uh, this wonderfully talented creator. Jason, thanks so much uh, for joining us uh, this week. And uh, you can continue um, to follow uh, what's happening in Animal Warriors of the Kingdom in the four inch, the six inch, the comic, whatever, right here on Geek Stuff TNG because we are fans. Uh, so you'll be hearing more about it, seeing some reviews and some other things as well. Uh, before we let Jason and everyone else go, uh, Mr. Monty, let's wrap this puppy up. Sound good to me. So you can catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com. You can also check us out on the social medias, geekstufftng, respectively, at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I'm on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Snapchat, the Twitter, the YouTube, uh, probably a few other things. and All uh, the things. And on Xbox. You're not on Xbox. No, I just wanted to get you there. Go ahead. <laughs> you can find me on Xbox as Big Kev GS and Geek. Uh, what am I? BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. That's it. There you go. Mr. Sandwich. You can find me on Xbox One and Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And Jason, where can the uh, where can the folks check out all all of uh, the animal warriors of the kingdom that they can get their eyes onto? Well, right now you can go onto Kickstarter and search for animal warriors of the kingdom, and it should pop right up. If you want to check us out on social media, we are Animal Warriors of the Kingdom on Facebook and at Spiro Toys on Instagram. There you go. Uh, and do go and check those out. Uh, uh, and then let us know what you think of uh, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. Uh, four inch, six inch comic art, the whole thing uh, by calling our GVM line. 201-730-2547. And leave us a message about Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. And you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. And with that... Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich, and our excellent guest, Jason Bienvenue, creator of Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. We're going to bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 632. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Episode 632, the one we're appropriately calling Animal Warriors of the Kingdom to a close, the way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Earl Simmons. X, gonna give it to you. And on that note, we cue the music. Yeah, listen, it's what you're hearing, listen, it's what you're hearing, listen. Let's go.
home Give it to your mom Fuck when you get it on your own Thanks gonna deliver to your Knock, knock, open up the door It's real with a non-stop Pop-pop on stainless steel Go hard, get me busy with it But I got such a good heart That I'm making motherfucker Monday If you get it Damn right, and I'll do it again Cause I am right, so I got so weird Break bread with the enemy No matter how many cats I break bread When I break who you're sending me The motherfucker say I'm a one and nothing But your life saved And I turn the light day. I'm getting down, down like a foggy said freeze. I won't be the one ending up on the seas. Please, please. If the only thing you can't say was came out to play. Stay out my way, motherfucker. Then we gonna roll, then we let it pop. Go, let it go. Wish gonna give it to ya. He gonna give it to ya. Ex gonna give it to ya. He gonna give it to ya. First we gonna rock, then we gonna roll, then we let it pop. Go, let it go. Wish gonna give it to ya. He gonna give it to ya. Oh! 